Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? You're listening to You've Probably Seen It Podcast. No, righty then. One million dollars. It's my credo. No regret. Today, Junior? Oh, what are they teaching this place? But I shoot with this Wow, wow, is very nice. Welcome, guys, to your sixth favorite podcast. Um, it's You've Probably Seen It with Admin Michael. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for coming back. I'm, I was actually doing the counting. I'm like, okay, Hamish and Andy, number one. Uh, I'm just trying to, I don't know. I'm not really much <laughs> other podcasts, but I was trying I to think of what other ones. What would you put in there my fa- six favorite. Uh, I, got, I got a bunch of comedian ones that I listen to a fair bit, uh, yeah. but this definitely takes over my Mondays instead. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, my Mondays are pretty quiet, to be honest. That's the off day in America, so okay. <laughs> I can listen to our one. Is that why you wanted to slot this one in on a Monday? That works out quite yeah, well. Yeah, I think it worked, it worked for me. I don't Selfish know reasons, else, I love it. That's, that's great. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> anyway, uh, this week we have Welcome to... Oh, come, oh no, Welcome to America. <laughs> coming to America. I keep thinking Welcome to America. Um, anyway, we have Coming to America, um, of course, starring Eddie Murphy. This is our first Eddie Murphy movie, isn't it? Yeah, first Eddie Murphy movie definitely won't be the last one. Um, I got yeah. I went through a phase of watching a lot of Eddie Murphy movies when there was the... It wasn't the roast of Eddie Murphy, but they did that sort of like celebration of his career. I don't know if you remember seeing that one. If you haven't seen it, definitely worth a watch. Um, I'll watch it over and over again. I see New Halls there and um, Chris Rock, and they just sort of talking about Eddie Murphy and his career and stories throughout. I might actually watch that tonight. <laughs> I'm talking about it, but it's definitely worth a watch. So I went back and did like Trading Places, um, Beverly Hills Cop, all of those old school ones. Um, and yeah. Shrek. Shrek. Oh, mate. Like, I'm, I want to get Shrek on here. I'm a big Pixar animated yeah, yeah, movie yeah. kind no, of no, guy. We need Shrek on there. Shrek's a good one. We might need to slot that in. Maybe International Kids yeah. Day we'll put on Shrek or, two, <laughs> or something like that. just got like very um, random holidays. Like, anyway, yeah. uh, International Kids Day, Shrek. Martin Luther King Day. This would have been a good one for yeah. that one. There's a, few, there's a reference to him. <laughs> there is. Uh, what's right, your, so got what Coming you, to America. What's your drink? Oh, no, of we're going to our mate. drinks. Um, so we spoke about this before, but it is. 7.30 p.m. on a Wednesday, and I've had a long day. Um, so I'm drinking Soda Stream water. So Soda Stream, I would if love you want to hit us up for a sponsor trip. I would yeah, love a Soda Stream sponsorship. That'd be sick. Um, I have gone with a Pepper Jack Shiraz, um, which I think I didn't keep it properly because there's a bit of a pop when I opened the bottle. But um, yeah, I think on a Wednesday night, a bit of red might uh, suffice for this one. Yeah, we've got a couple of rogue choices this week, yeah. which is fine. <laughs> Sundays will be back to the, shift. Yeah, I had, the, I, had the, I had the VB out of the fridge. I'm like, not tonight. Sorry, <laughs> nah, not tonight. A bit more culture than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Coming to America came out in 1988. In terms of the ratings, so IMDb. Oh yeah, I have to be really conscious about <laughs> the DB. So seven point one. I feel like every movie is seven point one. Seven. If you go back it's and look at it. We've only had one six. We had that six point nine last week, but yeah, sixty nine. Sixty nine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think if you're, I think if you added the sevens, it shows that it wasn't really a rated high movie. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes seventy two percent. So Not quite bad. fresh. Common Sense Media, three out of five. So what was is. last week's one? They hated it. Yeah, it was one out of five. Out of five. Uh, it was... Ace Ventura. <laughs> That was rated poorly throughout, but yeah, common sense, um, yeah. not having a bar of Ace Ventura in that one. No. Um, and Google uses the classic high 92%, so just showing we're watching a lot of the highly rated fan favorites, which yeah. is the point of the podcast. Cult classics. Um, 
So um, you want to jump into the directors, Michael? Yeah, I'll go. So we start off with yeah. John Landis. Um, so he's known for National Lampoon's Animal House, which is, I know, I haven't actually watched that one, but um, I've yeah. uh, heard things about sort of, there was a documentary on a director, I can't remember, it was like a fictional recreation, um, and I don't, I don't think it was John Landis, I'm not sure, but it was um, pretty big, um, he was involved in. Uh, there's also Blues Brothers, Trading Places, Three Amigos, he also pre- uh, directed the MJ Thriller and black or white um music videos, music videos. yeah so pretty big uh pretty big note there um on that it was a fact later on but i'll say it now uh michael jackson and prince almost made a guest appearance in this movie they were um yeah they tried to make they tried to make it work but yeah it just didn't happen in the end but that'd be huge because i i looked at your because you put these notes together yeah um, and I read it wrong and I saw it said Michael Jackson and Prince made a cameo in this movie. <laughs> so I was just looking for them the whole time, yeah. but I'm very disappointed. I had to do a bit of fact checking on one of these as well. And I'll go, I'll, when we get to that scene, I'll talk about it, but yeah, it's not just like chuck it in and forget about it. I'll make sure I do a little bit of background on it. <laughs> um, produced by George false Falsey Jr. And Robert mm-hmm. D. Watched and, um, nice. Yeah, I did a little bit of research, not too much about them, but it's written by David Sheffield and Barry W. Blaustein. Um, and they also work together on The Nutty Professor, so and yeah. as well Coming to America too. So there's a few other um, Eddie Murphy movies that they have written for as well. Have you seen that yet? Just off top, we're not going to go into it. The sequel. Detail, but have you seen Coming to America? Yeah, it's has yeah. It has a couple of like laugh. It just it brings back a bit of nostalgia. If you really like the first one, yeah. Um, but it's not a movie that you'll write home about, um, in my opinion. Yeah. Not one that we would uh, make a podcast no. about either. It's it's on my list, but not on this list. Yeah, I think, it's a good like. It. It's yeah. a good like. I want to watch something. What are we? Oh yeah, let's, let's yeah. watch this one. But it's not one that you'll um, stop the presses for. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's starring Eddie Murphy, and this is uh, big for Eddie Murphy because it was his first time playing multiple characters. We know he's famous yeah. for so, that. So as well. used to it, I think. One of the Eddie Murphy movies I grew up with is probably Nutty Professor, yeah, where you didn't realize when you were a kid that he was all the characters, mm. similar to Mike Myers, really, both the Shrek yeah, uh, true. connection again, but with Mike Myers doing Austin Powers, Fat Bastard, and it took me so long to realize that he was Doctor Evil. I don't know why. I must have just yeah, it just it felt they felt really like separated characters, but yeah. uh, just goes to show how <laughs> how good he is. But Eddie Murphy as well is a genius in this respect. So he plays. Mm-hmm. Also plays Randy Watson, who's already got to mention in the podcast. Um, Saul, the Jewish barbershop customer, and Clarence, yeah. the Jewish... Ah, uh, not Jewish, sorry. Clarence <laughs> is the barbershop owner, um, the one that always cuts the hair in the movies. Um, you got Arsenio Hall as Semi. Um, uh, Rev- also as Reverend Browns, uh, Morris the barber, and as listed, extremely ugly girl in the club. <laughs> yeah. So that was what it was. That's what it said on the credits too. So I'm not making that up. Uh, we got James Earl. It's not just your opinion. No, of just the my character. opinion on him as a crossdresser. No, it's actually yeah. Uh, James Earl Jones as King Jaffe Joffa. So he plays a mm-hmm. decent role in that. And Madge Sinclair, Sinclair as Queen Aeolian. Um, which, as well as the fact that I wrote down uh, later on, but I may as well say it now, those are the king. They are the king and queen from the Lion King as well. That's a very good spot. I knew that, of course, James Earl Jones yeah. was Mufasa, but I didn't know that uh, Madge Sinclair was not Nala. What's the queen's name? Oh no, Nala's. Uh, yeah, the, I won't yeah. remember his uh, Simba's mum's name. I won't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, um, Madge. 
Yeah, imagine. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, yeah, like you said, I think most people would yeah. know James Earl Jones, but they wouldn't have known yeah. the second one. So it's pretty cool there. Um, Shari Headley as Lisa McDowell and John Amos as Cleo McDowell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a summary. So Prince Akeem, uh, played by Eddie Murphy, is the prince of a wealthy African country and wants, uh, f- uh, and wants for nothing. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Get, that makes sense. Know. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Except a wife uh, who will love him in spite of his title. To escape an arranged marriage, Akeem flies to America, accompanied by his persnickety <laughs> sidekick, Semi, or Senior Hall, um, to find his queen. And you can Who keep... wrote that? Uh, I have no <laughs> idea. I think it was IMDB. Um, You're going to fact check your uh, summaries. <laughs> I'm just going to read over it once. thought he was like really smart and... <laughs> It's like, dude, just settle down, yeah? Like, just <laughs> yeah. his wacky sidekick. I'm like, that probably would have done. <laughs> yeah. um, you can currently stream it on Binge and Foxtel. Um, my Foxtel was yeah. giving me nightmares when I was watching it today. Just, hey, Google, play this. And then it was just going in different directions. It was oh, doing my head in. Um, I'm worried that we're going to get to a day where we go to record an episode and it's available nowhere. And I have to pay like three bucks for it or something. But <laughs> I've got a... Um, fingers crossed I haven't been there yet. I've got a sneaky little application I can send your way if uh, if need be. Yeah, I've got a... No, I've got, I've got a VPN, but mm. I want to do it as legally as possible. Okay. <laughs> but if the time comes, we'll just say stream available nowhere. Yeah. Oh, look, when we're making, <laughs> when we're making millions for this podcast, it won't really matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah like we, no, money no. won't be an issue. Um, given DVDs and shit, <laughs> if they're still in motion. I don't have a DVD player anyway. Nah, um, my PlayStation 4 will have to do it for me. Um, so Tommy Davidson was, uh, so a couple of facts, Tommy Davidson was going to start in an American TV spinoff. I uh, don't know too much about Tommy Davidson. Um, but yeah, it would have been interesting to see that as a bit of a spinoff. Um, yeah, I try, I looked it up myself and he just seems to be a stand up comedian. So I don't yeah. know how recent, if it came out, it was supposed to come out straight after the movie, yeah. but yeah, I didn't do too much research, um, either. Um, so I've talked about that. So Sydney Portier was almost played King Juffy while Vanessa Williams almost played Lisa. Um, and yep. the movie was originally going to be called the quest, which does make sense as well. But I think coming to America, yeah, very I think it's a lot better. I think we had the few of the ones, the dumb and dumber ones. We're like yeah. going west. <laughs> we sort of made sense. What was the other one? Like the oh. hand, hand tool or something yeah, like that. It was, yeah, it was really, really disconnected, disjointed from the actual movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where did you come up but with But I that? think, you know, the people that do the marketing of the movies and everything finally decide on yeah. the proper yeah. sort of movie. Yeah, I think coming to America. And then I thought, you know, if we ever do a sequel, we can just chuck a number two in there and then we're perfect. So. Well, it's so hard <laughs> to do. It's like even Dumb and Dumber is... Yeah. What, Dumb and Dumber, they got a, the prequels Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. And what's the new one called? Uh... Dumb and, I, I think know, it's Dumb just Dumb and Dumber 2. 2, isn't it? Yeah, that's lazy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Hey, look, Toy uh, Story 1, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3. That's yeah, iconic right there. That. Yeah, it's as good as can get. <laughs> anyway, uh, you want to get into the movie? Let's do it. Um, yeah, let's get into it. I'll let you... I'll, I'll kick us off for this one. It's really a very long intro for this. the start of this movie. Yeah, it goes for a while. I wrote long-ass intro of fictional <laughs> Zamunda. Um, with the, we're talking about this music as well. I'm not sure if it's quite fits the podcast, but it's the, um, the, the line sleeps tonight. I wrote, it was a vibe, but yeah. chatting to you, I didn't listen to the whole song and it might get a bit boring <laughs> afterwards. So I'll give it another listen and see if, uh, you can join the podcast or the, uh, playlist, yeah. but we'll see how that there's goes. A, but yeah, it's cause it's a bit of a, I, I looked again, I was like trying to listen to the um, playlist of all these uh, songs back on Spotify 
Um, I was going on my walk, but I think a lot of the older movies, like last week as well, they don't they didn't really add too much too many songs, and then a lot of the songs don't actually hold up. They're more just like background. Um, so yeah, as yeah, we get to more modern actual... movies, we'll get a lot more. But yeah, I think this one there might be one or two maybe, but um, like next week, Anchorman. I'm, I've already <laughs> I've already pigeonholed a couple, but yeah, we've got a few. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's sort of showing a bird's eye view of all the jungle around Zamunda. Yeah. Uh, but it gave me a real sort of Wakanda vibe. Like I haven't a, watched. Uh, I haven't watched. Oh, you see that's that. Another one I said, on imagine list. a young Eddie Murphy as a Black Panther. That'll be very sick. <laughs> that'd be a good, yeah, um, that'd be a good movie. Yeah. I'll watch that. So it sort of goes into the massive castle that Prince Akeem played by Eddie Murphy is living in and it shows how he wakes up. I assume... You find out for his birthday, but mm. I assume he just wakes up like this every day. Yeah. This, this is his everyday occurrence. So it's sort of a whole brass band waking him up, which just seems like torture. Well, for, I yeah, I wrote that here. I'm that. like, that's not how I want to be. Like, I wake up and yeah. I look at my phone and someone tries to talk to me. I tell him to piss off. I'm like, I need, yeah. my, I need my space for a little bit. So I don't know how I'd feel with people looking in and just like talking to me straight away <laughs> if that's actually meant to be paradise. Yeah, I'm like, I wake up and I roll over and I look at my phone for 20 minutes before I move and then I'm like, all right, better get up. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't need like a whole brass band waking me up every morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just shows that he's sort of really pampered and you can get the idea that he doesn't really enjoy being pampered as much as he is. Yeah. Um, and as I mentioned, you find out that it's his 21st birthday um, that day and sort of go in later that he must find his wife on his uh, 21st birthday, which is, uh, what's the word? Uh, arranged arranged, yeah, marriage, arranged yeah. marriage from his uh, his parents. But yeah, he's always sort of walking on little rose petals and he's got um, just the staff of the yeah. castle throwing well, he's rose got petals like, at his feet every time he, he goes. Opens up, he opens up his uh, bedroom and he's got like a massive like swimming pool spa sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I just wrote out, it's a sick, sick setup. Um, uh, asked yeah. if he when he um, goes to take a poo or goes to the toilet and then he asks if he can go to the toilet by himself and he's, he says most amusing sir <laughs> um, and then we get into the bathing scene it's our fir- I think it's our first nudity I think it's the first That's nudity on the wrote. podcast I wrote bath scene first boobies <laughs> no I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it was yeah so yeah. Um, welcome to the boobies on the podcast they should get a mention it really came out of nowhere too like I wasn't expecting it <laughs> unexpected you know, boobies sometimes they're the best ones yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then there's the iconic line as well as you don't realise there's a girl underneath the water and she says yeah. the royal penis is clean your highness <laughs> it gives that little it gives a little there, exhale sh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah and right then, I should have used that in the intro. That would have been a good intro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, or, maybe we do like an after fifty episodes or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do another. We'll do, redo the intro with different uh, quotes. They might be the go. Maybe a little outro as well. We might be able to keep both of them Ooh, too. Yeah, or a mid or a mid try. <laughs> Just make an extra work for me. Yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, but anyway, uh, so he goes to have breakfast with his um, parents, of course. All right, Darth Vader is there just because you know everyone knows uh, James Lloyd Jones. I keep forgetting that. I I do keep forgetting he's like just obviously he goes behind the mask and everything, but I always forget that he's Darth Vader. He's played some iconic roles, old James Earl Jones. Well, I I always remember him as uh, you know that baseball movie we used to watch as a kid. Oh yes, yeah, um, uh, Sandlot Kids. I remember his old man, Sandlot Kids. Yeah, I always remember his old man in that. That's That's true. I used to watch that movie heaps. 
So I remember him as that, but then, yeah, of course, he's just in everything. I mean, I think he's still I wrote, kicking too. I wrote down, sure. yeah, he is. I wrote down here as yeah. well, his voice is like velvet. Like, just, oh, yeah. oh, what a voice. It's just, weird. and he, yeah. he, but he just, he brings so much confidence to the, to the character as well. Like, he plays the king so well as a dominant, dominating yeah, king. he plays well. like, he does it pretty well that like, you can tell that he loves being pampered and everything, yeah. but he also loves his kids and he sort of starts to realize how ridiculous everything is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he plays it really well, but I like how they have the massive table and how he's sitting <laughs> at one end and his parents are sitting at other end. It's that classic, my parents are rich in a movie vibe. Yeah. And I think I remember it from like Richie Rich is probably like yeah, the best yeah, example true. I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, the length I just of the realized tape. I want to watch Richie Rich again. Yeah. That's, like that's one for the list. Just think of when yeah. he's, when he's popping the lasers at the, uh, at the, at the rock sculptures. That's what I always come <laughs> yeah. back to. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's the length of your table and how much food is in the middle that no one's ever going to touch is, um, how rich yeah. you actually are in these movies. Um, and then, yeah, Akeem wants to talk to them. Um, Akeem wants to talk to them and obviously as soon as he walks up, they just start chucking roses. Like he, he's, he's, um, King Joffy just like basically couldn't believe he's standing up and walking over. <laughs> Make sure you chuck <laughs> yeah, some yeah. rose petals at my son's feet. Um, I was thinking like, how many, like, how many roses would they go through like every day? That's a, that's a not a very yeah, sustainable Yeah, they have like practice. a massive rose farm or something. <laughs> I don't know. Hydroponic rose farm. Very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can see like some elephants in the background just walking around outside. <laughs> it's pretty nice. very cool. And they got a, it got a bit of it later on too where they got like a, the two baby elephants yeah. that must be real because he like gives them a pat. Yeah. But they got zebras and giraffes and everything. So it was really fun. Um, I like how they talk. He's talking to his parents about how that he doesn't be really pampered as much mm. anymore. Um, and then he just says, "No, he actually rather enjoys the baby." <laughs> like, no, no, that's fine. I, yeah. I don't mind them cleaning me up. Yeah, I wrote that one down too. I was like, I actually rather enjoy the bathing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also uh, he says, "Anyone who throws roses at my son's feet will have to answer to me." And then the three girls, <laughs> who's that's their only job, <laughs> just just scuttle <laughs> off into the background. <laughs> Um, uh, he's, what did I write down here? Another one of these really good notes that I'm like, at, at the time it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I got one of those too. Yeah. Also, I just basically said like his wife was, so they're talking about his wife coming up and mm-hmm. how he's got the arranged marriage and how she's now been trained to walk, speak and think as a queen. Um, so we can sort of see that it's one of those arranged marriages and it's a little bit hesitant on what's about to come. Um, they talk about a bit of a... <laughs> A, how there's a f- uh, fine line between love and nausea. They get to they get to yeah, quote yeah. that holds up. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice one. You don't you don't expect it something so poignant to be in this movie. Yeah, it's not a bad one. Um, um, and then we get intro to Asenio Asenio Hall's character Semi. Um, you can tell he's like a massive suck up. I'm not really sure who he is or like who his parents are or anything, but you can tell. He's got a bit of money as well. Yeah, I think he's just as well. Probably just being a friend of Akeem, he just sort of gets to mooch off him a little bit, like um, yeah, a little bit like in Billy Madison. <laughs> Immediately get like yeah. Jack and Frank um, get to mooch off him. Um, but yeah, so and you see immediately that King Joffy just does not like him at all. As soon yeah, as he I first wrote that line. He's, like he's a big suck up and like he doesn't like him. Yeah. That goes throughout the movie. <laughs> Um, and the next scene, I like how they're in their polo outfits too, but you never see him go play polo. Yeah, I, know, I was thinking like that the too. The big boots and the like Ralph Lauren tops, but you never actually see him play it could polo. It could be one of the deleted scenes too, I reckon. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but the next scene, I don't remember this one at all. Like they're doing that workout with the sticks. I just wrote like massive Donatello vibes. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, with the, uh, 
the Ninja Turtle. Actually, I got a bit um, of a stat. Sort of... I got a bit of a stat on that. I was actually yeah. named after a Ninja Turtle. I don't know if I've told you this before, but um, my brother wanted to call me Michelangelo because we were looking at looking yeah. for names, and then my mum just goes like uh, too Italian. Yeah, uh, we'll <laughs> let's just stick with Michael. I think that was <laughs> so. Thanks, thanks, mum. I appreciate that. What if your middle name was Angelo? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Angelo. <laughs> Oh, that'd be funny. I'll take that. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Um, um, so Semi and Akeem are sort of arguing about how uh, Semi can't believe that he wants his own wife and he wants to find his own wife. Um, and Semi would just be more than happy taking a hot arranged wife yeah. um, and living his life that way. I said um, I said here, yeah, setting Akeem up as to be like woke and Semi to be more of a stereotypical yeah. male. Like it's, <laughs> so it's pretty much that scene. Um, they're just trying to whack each other's sticks. I wrote down a few things. He said, said he called him sweat from baboon's balls. And uh, <laughs> and when he, uh, he disagreed with him, he goes, hippopotamus shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a couple of little ones that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we sort of, then they... It's just sort of like a setting up scene of the characters, and now they start. They goes pretty much straight into the ceremony and the wedding um, of the royal wedding. Basically, is it the royal wedding, or are they just meeting each other? Maybe it is happening that quick. They're going to get married that day. Well, maybe it's Might be. well because the guy at the front selling royal engagement t-shirts, which I found okay. quite funny. Um, so <laughs> I don't know whether yeah, maybe it's just like they're getting engaged, or like it's the official yeah. first meeting, or. Not, I just assumed it was the wedding, but yeah, I think you might be yeah, right. Yeah, might be right. Well, it's not really a I wedding know, dress on her, I guess, because you, no. we see later on what a wedding dress would look like, but yeah, not really a wedding dress, more of like a meeting possibly. Um, but we do get introduced to the Zamunda flag, which oh, uh, I'm all over this. I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I had the lookout um, for this flag, but yeah, um, Adam made a good comparison it- before about the... The Sri Lanka flag with the line on it. I did like that one. Yeah, that's what I, all I could think of. Is there? Is there? I'm sure there's merch somewhere. I'll, I think we're going to say that every week. There's a bit of merch we want from each true. episode. We should go back and start to get like a bit of. A, I, yeah. I'd, I'd actually no, I wouldn't. My missus would kill me if I was just buying little bits of merch. But um, every week, yeah, I love as a Munda flag over my bed. I don't. I think I might be single. I think I might be single if <laughs> that, that happens. But <laughs> maybe that can go into your uh, your spare podcast room. Maybe in the background. Maybe not in your bedroom. I need a bigger house for my podcast room. Yeah. I'll take that. Um, um, so it's sort of having um, you know, a big party to announce Akeem's wife for the wedding and I like how one of the sort of war chiefs or something mm-hmm. says that he's got a wife for Akeem and like that bigger lady yeah. comes out <laughs> and then she announces who the wife's going to be and both um, Semi and Akeem like, yeah. <laughs> like they're side. yeah she was um, um, she was almost my um, Stephen Hibbert uh Stephen yeah, Hibbert, not not Steve Barrett, um, Stephen no. Hibbert, but I do have a um, Steve Hibbert nomination, and she comes in the first time now. It's Sheila Johnson. Now this woman, you would she doesn't have a speaking line, but she's in the movie quite a bit. She's the one that stands next to Oha, which is the bigger dude. It's like the assistant that had him. So she's there the whole he's movie. Probably, he's- He's probably my favorite character. Oh, uh, yeah, I reckon. Oh, no, nah, he's yeah, he's so funny. My MVP, my MVP of the movie yeah. comes in later, but he's very <laughs> oh, close. Okay. Um, but yeah, Sheila Johnson, she's going to be my Steve Hibbert um, because she's in there. You see her the whole time, doesn't say a word, um, and she even gets a mention when they're doing like the picture 
um, the picture <laughs> yeah, credits at the end, but she doesn't say anything. And her and her title is Lady in Waiting, so she doesn't even have a name. So <laughs> I was like, that's a pretty good Steve Hibbert. If I if I, I was thinking like at the end of the movie where they have everyone's name and who they played, like. This has gone on for too long. You didn't have to do. Yeah, there was way too many. many. There could have been like they do it to like to rose bearers as well. I'm like, we don't need to. <laughs> there could have the been the ones that we um, put up. I reckon actually we sh- we should add the rose bearer that got her norgs out as the um, <laughs> as a Steve Hibbert because yeah, that could be mine. I, I didn't have one for this okay. movie, so we'll uh, look her up. Yeah, we'll go back and we'll have, have a look. I one. did have IMDb with all of the rose bearers, so we can find which one mm-hmm. she is. One of them was just called yeah. Feather. So I don't know. I hope it's her. I hope it's Heather, to be <laughs> but she didn't yeah, have a picture on it, so it's going to be tough to tell. But um, yeah, there you go. Double Steve Hibbert there. There we go. Um, and yeah, so the they're announced that his wife's coming in, and there's this massive sort of warlike dance of all these people coming out of nowhere and doing too. a dance. And I said, yeah, there's a bit too much going on. There's way too many flips. Um, <laughs> but then the it was um, uh, wife to be comes it out. It was actually and Michael, sorry that. Dance was choreographed by yeah. Paul Abdul as well. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> facts on facts. That should have been in your top five facts. No, no, man. I thought no. So I'm trying to I'm trying to ah. sprinkle the facts in throughout the pod now when they come up, so they're pertinent. So um, I like how you can tell that you're on school holidays too. You're like, yeah, I've got time to put all these facts. <laughs> mate, the fact I'm like, yeah, I just worked all day. I'm just coming in for this podcast. Mate, mate. you wait for Anchorman <laughs> on Sunday. Woo! Oh, you're gonna be interested. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was pretty cool. I, I actually I really wrote Janet Jackson, but then I'm like, no, it was Paul Abdul. I just made that up. <laughs> um, and then Oha sings is she's your queen to be a vision of oh. perfection. <laughs> To be yeah, that's probably my favorite part of the movie, I think. Yeah, I think, and the way that he just belts it out out of nowhere, like there's yeah. no prompting. Um, and then as soon as he, as soon as the song stops, he just goes back to like straight face, like I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm the servant here, or like just a bit of a dignitary. So it was, uh, <laughs> it's just such a good moment. Um, I like, yeah. um, and I could never tell if it sounded good or not. Like some parts of it was good. I'm like, I don't know if this is good or not. I can't tell. I would have thought it was good. Really I always, I, I rated it. I think he did like in real terms. I think he did quite well. <laughs> yeah. 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 There was no auto tune on that no. one. He just smashed it out <laughs> in front of everyone. Um, sorry. I just got a Brooklyn nine, nine when <laughs> Jake has a, um, has an app to set to sound like T-Pain and then and he goes I don't need an app we're totally lost <laughs> sorry I just <laughs> I just get taken Where off with these T-Pain directions um, anyway um, so uh, yeah intro to uh, who's the wife going to be and I also mentioned that the crown the king's crown just looks very <laughs> odd it looks like it's like a primary school or a kindergarten kid made it looks like it's like Covered with like macaroni and like little jewels yeah. and stuff. I oh, know. I just wrote that in. Yeah, I I didn't take too much notice, but I think I know. I think I know what you mean of, from uh, yeah. previous watchings. Um, and he, Akeem asked to be alone with his wife to be, and you sort of find out that she was only since birth. She was just um, grown up to love the king and love Akeem and she has no personality of her own she just says (laughs) I like what you like I don't like what you like which could understandably for Semi would he would love it but Akeem's a bit of a different unit but he's a bit yeah like I said he's a bit more woke and he's sort of um, above all of that Um, and we find someone mentions that about him later on as well um so yeah, like you said, just sort of she always does that. Whatever you like, whatever food you like, mm-hmm. it's sort of, 
and yeah you can yeah. see how he's annoys and he commands her not <laughs> commands him not no commands her not to obey him and she says no and tells her to bark like a dog make noises <laughs> like a baboon hop on one foot um <laughs> and then basically king joffy comes in and goes oh it looks like you're getting yes. along fine <laughs> <laughs> So, like, he probably did the same shit to his wife. Like, that's what it's about. Um, and basically asks her to leave. And then as she's leaving, she's still hopping on one foot, making the baboon noises. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Um, yeah, so he says they're getting along well. And the next scene is they, he sort of wants... Uh, so King Joffy asks if he wants to go for a stroll um, to the mm-hmm. into the courtyard. And that's, that's what we see. We see, like, zebras, giraffes, elephants, and mm-hmm. all these other things plotting around Everything. the house. Um, he met, yeah, yeah, and he goes that. Oh no, I was going to say that. Um, he's talking to his dad. It's like, hey, I don't want to have an arranged marriage. I want to meet my own wife. And his dad sort of goes to say that. Understand that he wants to sow his royal oats mm. um, for forty days in America. But I like how his dad thought that he wasn't a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I thought you had sex with your bathers. I know yeah, I did. I wrote that one down here. <laughs> I love it, and I love the look on his face. He's just like so proud of himself too. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he plays it so well. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's a whole thing of going to sow his royal oats, and um, yeah. Hakeem's just like no, but then Dad's just like talking over him and um, basically tells him you can go, um, and they basically mm-hmm. just go back into the wedding, and he just says, prepare the royal baggage, and basically everyone just piss off because my son's <laughs> going overseas. Oh, imagine having that power you just tell everyone the party's over it's like thousands of people it's like nah yeah like these people these have people like me. have barely anything going on so there's this one big event and then they're like nah he's just gonna he's gonna go on a trip so you guys all just have to leave yeah um, and then he's chatting to Semi in his room or one of his many massive rooms that he's going off to America to find his wife and he pretty much tells Semi he's coming with yep. him um, and they flip a coin to go to whether um, New York or LA and I like how the flip the coin, it's got his face on it. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's another good note. And it has his, uh, on the note later on when he gives to Cleo, yeah. his dad gives to Cleo, it's got his face on it as well. <laughs> um, but then they get New York and then they decide, of course, they want to find a queen. Yeah. So they're going to the borough of Queens. Very clever. Very, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, next thing they know, they're off the plane, um, already landed in New York. And um, they're basically traveling through the airport and um, Akeem's basically setting him up that uh, no one can know that he's royalty while there's uh, <laughs> it's yeah, about 50 servants and 50 bags. 50 like, people yeah, <laughs> just traveling behind him. Um, and then he heads out into the street, puts his hand up, he goes, halt! And stops, stops the cab. <laughs> and the guy jumps out of the cab. He goes, you dumb fuck! <laughs> yeah. And then um, they're in the cab and they're sort of saying, hey, I want to go to the most common part of Queens. Mm. And the cab driver agrees to go there. And then like he like he asks him, he's like, what does dumb fuck mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just in such an innocent way. He's like, what does dumb yeah, fuck yeah, mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like that line as well. It's like, um, well, if there's one thing Queens has, it's a lot of common parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got no idea where he's going to. No idea. Really, Chase. Uh, um, and they finally get to Queens and it seems like a bit of a shithole. Mm. Like people are throwing stuff out their windows uh, onto the streets. They see like homeless people or poor people yeah. uh, burning things in bins. So yeah, it's not really a place you want to be or be finding your wife. Uh, um, and we get intro to the um, barbershop 
um, with all of the Arsenio Hall and uh, what's his name, Eddie Murphy's characters, and they're always discussing boxing for some reason. Yeah, like, that's all they talk yeah, about. Yeah, I wrote that too. So they start off arguing over um, between the greatest boxer there was, and they're obviously talking about um, Muhammad Ali, but then they talk about the whole yeah. Cassius Clay Muhammad Ali because that was very per- yeah, that yeah. was very pertinent at the time. Um, but as well, going when they talk about this, you can see a very young uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. in the barber's chair. Yeah, I wrote that in there too. He's getting his haircuts. So I don't know how early that is in his career. First, but first movie appearance. He's in there. First movie there appearance, go. and obviously we know he's got a. I mean, I don't really haven't watched too many of his movies, but like I know, like Snow Day was one of the big, like one of the ones he yeah, had. Very big Snow Dogs fan. Snow Dogs. That's uh, right. that's that's coming up. That's coming up. Uh, uh, but yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was in the. Uh, Sequel to Daddy Daycare. Oh, yeah. He was the daddy I did like Daddy Daddy's Daycare. What a connection. Is there a Daddy Daycare sequel? Yeah. It doesn't have um, Jeff Garland or Eddie Murphy. Okay. That's why I've watched it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it either. Um, but they get a room from the um, landlord, which I think he did a pretty good job. He's just angry the whole time. Mm. He's like, we desire rooms. Like, you got money? Yeah. And they show him like That's... the what of cash. He goes, come in. <laughs> this guy's this guy's my MVP. Um, he, yeah. he absolutely dominates this movie throughout. He, um, I forgot his name. I had it on here somewhere. But if I go, all right, here it is. Um, Frankie Faison. So this was his, oh, yeah. uh, this looks like it was his first thing he was really credited for. Um, but throughout, he's just got line after line um, in this movie. He, for me, he's like a Chris Farley where everything he had as an yeah. input was just an absolute pisser. Um, and like all I can remember him just like smoking a stove the whole time like yeah. the whole movie he's pretty much just smashing the stove <laughs> um, so I just want to go back to the barber shop so this is where you sort of get an yeah. intro into Arsenio playing the other barber um, Eddie Murphy playing the Jewish guy at mm-hmm. the shop owner, which a lot of people don't actually realise it's Eddie Murphy until they actually sort of yeah. get to the end of the movie I, I did it the first time I watched it um, and then obviously the Jewish guy, yeah. Eddie Murphy playing um the barber and then there's another barber shop guy I'm not sure his name but he's got a few good moments in this as well mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah so uh, yeah I like it but I like how that Frankie phrase in that first intro is now what the fuck do you want <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> really sets him up we desire room we desire Amiga we desire Amiga accommodation <laughs> um, it shows him that what of cash <laughs> he talks about how people never like never have any money and he goes, well, obviously you guys came on another boat. <laughs> um, and the guy falls down the stairs and he yells at him, hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit. You conscious? <laughs> oh, his delivery but, is just golden. But yeah, he was definitely my MPP of this movie. Um, um, and yeah. you can see um, they go inside and they leave all their bags out there. Yeah. So like in two seconds, all their shit's just taken. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, yeah. it comes back up pretty quickly as well. Um, and then he goes yeah. to introduce them into their apartment, um, says they got one toilet to share for the whole floor, and it's just like, completely <laughs> flea-ridden shitty. Um, and then he said, this is the place I was telling you about. It's real fucked up. <laughs> he pulls down, as he pulls down police tape from the door as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as they go in, they can see a police outline of a person and there's a cane of the person above it. And there's also a dog. And he goes, it's a shame yeah. what they did to that dog. <laughs> I got that too. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame what they did to that dog. Um, and yeah, Eddie, um, sorry. Uh, Akeem says, we'll take it. Um, and as you can see, you see mice and rats and shit like scampering mm-hmm. in the apartment. So it's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's proper health code violations there. 
Yeah. Um, and then they wake up the next day and Eddie Murphy's really happy and he's like yelling at the window window that it's like uh, this is real life good morning my neighbours and some of you are like fuck you he goes yes fuck you too it's a very I keep thinking back to like Mr Bean when something like that happens of when he gets he gets flipped off and then he starts flipping everybody off thinking like it's just the way it is like um, yeah sort of got that sort of vibe where he's never been spoken to like that before so he thinks yeah, that's yeah. all good that's how people talk to each other over yeah. there yeah um, and they're going like down the street and we, they just see everyone wearing their clothes, yeah. like the homeless people yeah. next to the vans and everything. He's just wearing all the clothes. I think there's a kid in a wheelchair wearing their clothes as there's well. A little, there's a little, so just, there's some oh, little kid on a skateboard wearing like these princely robes, oh. just like slowly going <laughs> past him. Um, and yeah, Semi's sort of like pissed off that they're doing it, but um, mm. Akeem's like, you know, whatever. Um, and then there's that thief that tries to sell them back their, their shit, basically, without realizing it's them. Uh, yeah, the golden, <laughs> yeah, um, golden. hairdryer and everything. All the toothbrushes and razors, like, they all have to yeah. be gold. It's like, yeah. I don't even think the richest person would have gold, like, golden outline shit of um, no. that, but yeah. Um, and then they sort of, then they decide they need some more clothes and they go, we'll get some things that New Yorkers would wear and they're just wearing the most touristy US, like USA touristy, clothes. Touristy shit, yeah. <laughs> massive, um, massive badges they, as well on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I looked at, the first time I looked at it, I'm like, this is pretty cool uh, clothes. And I realized, no, it's just overly done. Yeah. Um, US tourist. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Um, um, and they're watching, they're, they're watching a commercial in the store window of Soul Glow, which is a bit of foreshadowing as plays a major mm-hmm. part, but, I mean, every time I hear soul glow, I just see in my head, I go, just let your soul glow. <laughs> it's just, and that commercial went for ages too. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's going to end anytime yeah, soon. They, um, yeah, they really don't. The editor um, took a couple of naps during um, his time on this set. Like, he let things go on for quite some time. Which, they just let everything run, yeah. Yeah, like that and that ceremony um, dance, the opening scene, the soul glow ads, like they quite go on for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, they go back to the barbershop and again, they're talking about boxing and how every white person just talks about Rocky Mascherano. Hey, every, time, every time I talk about boxing, some white, some white guy got to bring out Rocky Marciano. <laughs> he does the old, he beat Joe Lewis's ass. He's <laughs> like, he did whip Joe Lewis's ass. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, yeah, so that guy's a bit more rational. And then Eddie Murphy's character, I think it's Clarence. Um, just says Joe Lewis was I think he said like 87 years old or something like that when he's 40 and he goes <laughs> yeah. I saw Frank Sinatra once Frank Sinatra came in here I said hey Frank how old's uh, Joe Lewis he said Frank Sinatra, he said he's 137 years old <laughs> and there's that other guy who's like oh you lad you ain't never met Frank Sinatra <laughs> <laughs> which uh, it sort of got me think, thinking I'm like this movie's interesting in a way that like the main characters aren't the funny characters like if you look at um yeah if you look at semi semi's got a few good moments in here um but like the comedy comes through the other characters in the u.s mainly like uh and yeah and you're right well. i never really thought of it that way so like they've got i guess for eddie murphy akeem's pretty much his straight character yeah. um but he gets to be crazy and funny with all the side characters he plays yeah as that's well. right probably that's on purpose which i guess as well in the nutty professor it's similar to that when i when you think to that like sort of um what's his name in the dave Chappelle. um oh yeah clump yeah, yeah. and he's got dave Chappelle's yeah, dave Chappelle's character, Chappelle's character. Like, the comedian. so yeah sort of um they they do well to make it work but i think it's this movie holds up mm-hmm. because it's actually a good um it's actually a good movie like in general 
Um, but yeah. we got as we were talking before this, we we're looking at the end of this movie, and it's really more of like a movie sort of movie towards the end. The funny bits really smash through the middle and the early the early stages. Yeah, and it's like I don't know it's it holds up as a movie, but it's not really too laugh out loud like these parts are it's and not all wall the wall uh, yeah water wall comedy but like all these scenes at the start especially with the barbershop yeah. always have a few good laughs yeah. in there <laughs> the barbershop guys kill it um and then yeah he's, he sits in his chair and he's like oh shit what do you put in this and he goes oh nothing but juices and berries he goes oh shit that's nothing but ultra perp <laughs> 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 um and then yeah he's asked him to just make it look neat, neat and tidy and he just snips off that that table yeah. has been growing since he was a boy. Yeah, that'll be eight dollars. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be eight dollars. Yeah, um, and you can see it's I, quite cheap, I noticed. Yes, yeah, I'll take that eight dollar haircut. Um, <laughs> and I looked in the background just as I was observing, and there's the um, obviously Eddie Murphy's character had to be played, the Jewish guy had to be played by somebody else. And you look in the background, it's just they put an old white guy in the background. <laughs> it's, it's definitely worth another look over. Oh, I wish I could see that again. Yeah, it's definitely worth another look over because it's just some old dude sitting yeah. there looking at the camera. <laughs> Um, and what's the next scene so yeah they're going to a bar to find their Akeem's wife and you just meet a bunch of nightmare women yeah I wrote them all like the first one says if you've got them I've got a few Um, but like the first one just says I've got a secret I worship the devil Um, that was one of the good ones uh, we've got the big woman that's doing shots says, I can't, I can't find a man that satisfies me. And there's some men go for, I don't know how long, but she said, I need a man to go an hour, an hour and a half to get me off. Um, we then meet the gold digger. She's talking about like a BMW, other one, her husband's yeah. on death row. Um, there's identical, um, but previously conjoined twins. Uh, <laughs> there's one girl that's pretty much wearing just lingerie says I'm into the group thing. Um, <laughs> there's one that says she used to be Joan of Arc in a previous life while she's burning her hand um, there's yeah, the beatboxing yeah. twins as well which I've got to feel that they yeah, were like cool. uh, rappers or something like back in the 80s yeah yeah that's what but I thought was, too. my name is Peaches and I'm the best all the others <laughs> want to feel my breast <laughs> um, and then we got the really chatty chick that's talking about she wants to produce and direct and then of course <laughs> one of my favourites Arsenio Hall as, as the ugly woman <laughs> says uh, I, I want to tear you apart and your friend too <laughs> and then he goes to a senior Hall's face and he's just like looking shocked yeah he just couldn't yeah. but you can see that if you look at Eddie Murphy's just trying not to crack the whole time he's sitting next to him he's so hard to break um, yeah. but as they're doing it I'm, I'm thinking I would have loved to experience a bar or a nightclub in the 80s like it's just like there's dudes in flared pants like dancing to their own beat and it just would have been a completely different experience. Well, everyone would just be like coked out of their minds, I assume. <laughs> like that's what's going on in the 80s in New York. I was actually, I'm watching a lot of Family Guy right now and it's like Peter's a DJ and he's like, uh, what people listen, to, what people go to nightclubs, Armenians and cocaine people. It's like, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, they, so they, and then that, yeah, go for it. Yeah. I, know, I was going to say they sort of go out of the, um, the club or the bars and they see Clarence locking up his uh, barbershop and he says that they need to find a woman in a library or a supermarket <laughs> um, or a church yeah um, but there's a black awareness rally going on around the corner that him and the boys are going to um, so they decide to go there next to find his next wife yeah. and no, his first wife yeah then they um, 
And then they get there, the first thing you see is just bikini models, like Miss Black Awareness. I was yeah, like, <laughs> Miss Black Awareness Rally. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that's the biggest piss take ever. It's yeah. so good, just setting that up. Um, and then we see Arsenio Hall as Reverend Brown, who's, I think, is a great character as well. Um, as he's looking at all the girls, he goes, I know there's a god. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. And he comes back a few times, like he was at the. Uh, O'Dowd's uh, or McDowell's party and stuff. Yeah, he's it's like we just need to get Randy Watson back. Oh no, the Reverend Brown back in. Yeah, he's got. I think he's got a yeah. three. I think he comes up two more times as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I wrote here. I always wanted to go to American church where they just sing and yell shit out, like just halfway through. Like they just say, "Hey man!" Like just in the middle of like, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I think that's. I don't think that's Roman Catholic. That's not our what we grew up with. Yeah, we're like sit down and shut uh, up, but then like shake hands, yeah. shake hands like forty five minutes in. That's about it. I remember the fuck. I uh, just finished watching a show on Netflix. This is the part where we recommend each other new stuff to yep. watch. Um, but just finished watching uh, Squid Game. Ah, that's that's, I was just about, that, was, that, that was my only one I was going to bring up. I haven't watched it yet, but that's yeah. the one that I'm I'm really anticipating to watch. I'm a lot slower. Watch that, it's really good. I just watched Family Guy and Seinfeld and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm pretty similar <laughs> like, to hey, Simpleton. You, you heard of Family Guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a good show. Um, I don't know if you heard of uh, Seinfeld. It's got a, it's got some, it's got a good friends. up-and-coming um, uh, yeah. Yeah, comedian. That's the one. Um, yeah, Friends. All right, I'll look into that one. Um, um, I'll get on and I, watch, I'm, I just finished watching this other show called uh, Midnight Mass. I don't think it's a horror, so you wouldn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, I wouldn't watch it. Um, but we're talking about... Uh, the church and it's sort of okay about that on a small uh deserted island yeah on oh, no, yeah island uh so that's what i've been watching but everyone squid squid game yeah we'll have a separate squid game oh, really? i saw an article saying um, it's on track to be like the most popular netflix show ever yeah i saw that too it's a uh a korean show um very cool so recommend that to everyone um but then we meet our <laughs> One of I the favourite side Sorry, by the time this, characters. By the time this comes out, that's going to be like, everyone's already oh, yeah, watched it like it. twice over. It's like, come on, Michael, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but we finally meet uh, Randy Watson. Yeah. Uh, Jackson Heights <laughs> old Mr. Randy head. Watson. And yeah. I think he was like in one episode of like some TV show once as well that they mentioned. Um, and then, yeah. so, so I just want to go back to uh, Reverend Brown. There was one thing he said, the, oh. ah! came to praise his name and then he points to their ass and he goes there's a god somewhere <laughs> um oh sorry i had to get that one in um uh, but yeah and that's when he, we see mr randy watson and we see that guy from the barbershop go he's good like <laughs> yeah that's the best yeah bit. um that, that boy's good, that boy good. <laughs> um he says it later on as well and he's the only one that he's the only one that claps for him everyone else is like just giving like one really or two everyone just hates him yeah. from the start um Randy and, and his band Sexual yeah. Chocolate <laughs> yeah the band Sexual yeah. Chocolate which um, yeah. I think is pretty iconic as well um, the guy on the saxophone I, I looked it up it's actually Cleo McDowell's brother in real life like I don't know what the actor's name is he looked he, I'm like is that did they get Cleo McDowell to be the saxophonist as well as? and I looked it up I'm like no they just put a brother his brother's an extra um, but yeah so we sort of <laughs> and he's singing that song you can't take away my dignity and then he <laughs> He just yells out "sexual chocolate," like it's just completely different vibes. <laughs> yeah, completely different vibes from the song. <laughs> just like a really like love the children mm. and get them all, like and, and love them all, and it's like really. So and it just finishes with a banging "sexual chocolate," and it just does the mic drop, and then you see the guy again. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> 
That guy could almost be uh, Steve Hibbert. Yeah, he's, he's got too, too he's much. got too many in, too, too much, much inside, going, I reckon. But yeah, he's a uh, he's definitely a good insert into the movie. Yeah. Um. And we, yeah. Um. And then we meet yeah we meet the uh, the McDowells who are I guess they're catering the event, but it's sort of a Macca's ripoff. Um, yeah, I'll go into that. And they even show Macca's um, in the thing, but yeah, it's sort of a Macca's ripoff. Um, but it reminded me of, you know, remember those primary school days where you get Macca's delivered in those like little boxes and like little uh, hand things and stuff? That's what it reminded me of. In the what's? Uh, what was and, the, and the chips were always, yeah, I don't know. My primary school did it a few times. Oh, they got off. like Macca's delivered to the school. bullshit. But like all the <laughs> chips were like, soft oh, yeah, and wet after like sitting there for ages <laughs> so that's not we didn't have uber eats back i always then. just thought back to that so one kid just... that always got like maccas dropped off and i was like fucking want to kill him oh, yeah. like i was so <laughs> i was just spewing i'm like no no yeah. just uh no bagging out my mum's ham sandwiches but like come on man big mac at school <laughs> get maccas. um yeah. and yeah so we uh intro to claire mcdowell and his daughter patrice mm-hmm. um and then we mentioned that his daughter lisa is the one that helped organize this whole thing and um, mm-hmm. Akeem's just taken Moya straight away. Um, Lisa starts to preach her message asking for donations. Said, we're happy to have the type of money that jingles, but we'd rather get the money that folds. I was like, well put. I like that. Um, well put. But um, you, we meet her boyfriend, Daryl, which we're not really properly introduced to him at the time, but they're passing around the donation plate and he puts in nothing, which is sets up the character. Mm-hmm nice and early um, and they go around to the three barbers and <laughs> a city hall character puts in a chicken bone and he goes chicken wing, this, yeah. it's not the, it's, uh, this isn't a trash he goes I thought it was a trash and it's just like going at each other <laughs> and then you just hear him bickering and then Eddie Murphy's character goes shut up you tall black motherfucker <laughs> just the bickering of those barbershop guys just absolute, absolutely gets me every time um, yeah. <laughs> just Oh, just the the delivery of it all. But it's just funny because Akeem's just such a straight character. You can just see the range of Eddie Murphy in like each of those characters. Yeah. Um, just an excuse for him to have yeah. fun. And then Akeem, really? Akeem drops in a big wad of cash um, in the donation tray as well. Um, and he's not even sort of paying attention. He just like dropping it in and just keeps... Yeah, it's like it's nothing. And Lisa's it's message. probably all hundreds yeah. as well from if you look closely. Yeah. Sort of hate about American money. It's so hard to tell straight off the bat what money it is. Like you have to really analyze it. And it could be Zabunda money anyway yeah. with his face on it. So who knows? <laughs> um, and yeah, the next scene we're heading over to McDowell's restaurant because they do mention where the restaurant is and then Akeem is like, oh, we yeah. need to head over there. Um, yeah, uh, like, and they both automatically just have a job yeah. out of nowhere. They just ask for a job and they get it back in the days. But I was looking at the uh, McDowell's restaurant and it just reminded me of like 90s Maccas. Mm. And it's just like, what a vibe. Like, birthday parties in the 90s. Well, this is... Um, and just like... Yeah, so this is actually filmed at a Wendy's. Yeah. Um, this restaurant was actually a Wendy's <laughs> restaurant. And McDonald's actually tried to sue... Um, the They tried to sue the movie because they thought it was an actual restaurant. <laughs> so I don't know how that actually got mixed up. But um, yeah, so they actually tried to sue because of it. But obviously got nowhere because they weren't doing anything. Um, well, the big M's and stuff. But I forgot they even mentioned that... Uh, Maccas is in the movie. Yeah, they, and they sort of reference the it big, a few they've times. They've got the Big Mac. We've got the Big Mick. Um, yeah. that we've yeah. got the Golden Arches. We've got the Golden Arcs. Like, I love the, <laughs> I love this. Like the pedantics behind it all. 
Uh, and like later on in the movie, Cleo's reading a McDonald's like operation yeah, book or something. So yeah, they sort of um, yeah. yeah, you don't really try to hide the fact, but it was good that it was all sort of done in a bit of um, in a bit of fun. Um, but yeah, the guys just like, like you said, the guys just get a job at McDonald's straight away. Um, and there's a guy taking photos of McDonald's, and Cleo's just cracking it because he knows he's in <laughs> hot shit. Basically, um, it says it's a misunderstanding with the McDonald's people. I was like, come on, Cleo, <laughs> let's be real here, mate. Yeah. You reckon that was written in after Mac has complained about it? It might have been. Well, it could it be. Knows. Yeah, that, that that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Just to stick it to him. He's showing him around. And did you work at Mac's as well? Were you Mac's employee too? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'd say I'm the same too. I wasn't. <laughs> wasn't much of yeah. an employee. But he flips the meat. He asks, tells the guy to go away, and he flips the meat. And I couldn't help but notice yeah. he flips the meat, and then like half of a patty is like cooked. Oh, like no, it's still raw. It was so bad. <laughs> It's like, how would he know when to flip it? Like, he just goes around, flips yeah. it, it's done. Beautiful. <laughs> and next thing he does is he picks up a mop. I'm like, this is not a sanitary place whatsoever. <laughs> no. I remember when I was working Mac is because you don't actually flip it. You just like pull it down and it cooks on both sides. Yep. But you have to wear gloves all the time. And then when you're handling the meat, you have to put it up like the blue, blue gloves over the top of sure the, the clear colors. gloves. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, every time you would put the thing down, they just melt onto each yeah. other. Yeah, it was. So, it was yeah. like, you'd always <laughs> get a little bit on, and then you'd rip it, and then you'd rip the under ones because you had to change yeah. the the clear ones every thirty minutes or something like that. And then, like, yeah. if you if oh, they were too wet, it'd stick to your hands, and it was oh, yeah. it was horrible days. So I'm so glad I got a better job now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And then yeah, he's sort of telling him how to do you know how to mop, and then he's sort of rolling the mop around with the mop just inside, rolling the mop. He's got around, no yeah. idea. Um. And that's where he sort of. That's when he starts to check out Lisa is when he actually using the mop properly. Um, and he's just sort of chatting. Just like mopping past her office. Yeah, like <laughs> with a smile. Three or four times. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, sort of talking to her about um, himself and she's just giving him nothing, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And then just decides to leave her and he says, when you think of garbage, think of Akeem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that too. Um, and then it's... Um, and then we, yeah, we meet Daryl a bit for the first time. So he's rocking up to the... Uh, restaurant with his soul glow of course yeah. and he's spraying it in his hair and you just um understand that he's a massive yeah. douche pretty much that's what he is big douche um and he's talking to lisa and you find out i think it's a bit later in the movie that he's quite wealthy um and lisa thinks he's the one that put in the cash um into the collections and he takes credit for yeah. it um and she's just showing that he's a you know, shitty person yeah. and he doesn't really help like anyone. He, he takes credit for everything. He acts nice to Cleo, but then he acts like a dick to yeah. that Maurice guy who's um, in, in, entered into the movie as well. Um, so yeah, it just sort of shows he, he's only nice to people he has to um, has to mm-hmm. be. Um, he, he, and then uh, he says he's got four tickets to St. John's game, um, which sort of sets up what's coming. And he says your sister might want to bring someone. And then he <laughs> throws a shake at uh, Akeem and just drops <laughs> strawberry milkshake all over him um, and it really yeah. sets him up as a dick very like straightforward nice and early mm-hmm. um, and then the next thing they're going over to the barber shop and as soon as <laughs> Akeem walks in they go hey it's Kunta Kinte <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah, yeah. of course Kunta Kinte being a old <laughs> African slaver which is um, a very yeah from like roots and yeah stuff. that's right yeah. from roots um, and obviously King Kunta being a very, very popular song of mine. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> just love the intro of him there. Um, and that, that reference does come up later as well. 
Um, he asked for a jerry curl, basically just like asking to look like the Soul Glow people. Um, yeah, he wants pretty much the perm. Yeah, yeah. the Soul Glow perm. And he says, um, he's like, I liked your hair. And then he just sort of goes off on a rant about Martin Luther King, about how he had a similar hair. And then he said, yeah. Martin Luther King, he met Martin Luther King once. I was walking down the street. I found a whack. And I turned around. It was Martin Luther King. And and, and then he, and then you know what he said to me? He goes, oh, sorry, I thought you were somebody else. And he walked off. <laughs> and then that, and then that, then that guy goes, oh, you lad, you ain't never met Martin Luther King. <laughs> it's just like, what a random... Those are the best parts of the movie, I reckon. The just barbershop, the barbershop little yeah, inputs. The best and, parts of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just love it how Martin Luther King just whacked someone and then said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you were somebody else." Um, but yeah, he says you don't need to worry about your hair. Um, all you need to do is get get in good with her father, and then um, that sort of leads mm-hmm. into the next scene here when they're back at McDowell's. Yeah, is that when they're sort of talking? It's like, did you watch to catch the <laughs> professional football game last night? So he's got no idea what he's talking about and uh, he's just trying to act really he's cool in front just of Just way too specific about like the game. Like it's just not, not talking in yeah. casual sense. He's like talking about kicking an oblong ball through like sticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he says, um, if you want to keep working here, you got to stay off the drugs. <laughs> it's like, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. He looks like he's just cooked out of his yeah. mind. Um, and he's talking to, I think it's the guy that the other employee there he plays by uh, comedian Louis Anderson. Yeah. I don't know his name, but you find out it's that Ma- uh, Daryl... Maurice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and he, um, he just lives off his father's invention. I don't know if they say what invention it was. So, it was but... basically just a soul glow. Oh, no, it's the... Yeah, I think it's just the, yeah, the, the Prince of Soul Glow. So I think it's just because that soul glow was such a big um, influence okay. in that time. Um, yeah, I'd actually... I found out something about this as well. So Louis Anderson... I know him as Christine Baskets from Zach and Galifianakis' show Baskets. Um, he plays yeah. he, he plays Zach Galifianakis's mum, which is um, interesting choice. Um, and they actually Eddie Murphy and us in your hall actually said later on that they were forced to put in a white actor. So the Paramount made them put in one white actor. So if you think back to the movie, this is the only like really actor like main character role that's white. Everyone else yeah. is black, which is great. But they Paramount actually forced them to do it. And yeah, Eddie Murphy said like I love. I love Louis Anderson and no, nothing against him, but we wanted to make this an all black cast, but Paramount said that you need to have at least one white actor, which interesting to say the least. Yeah. It's kind of a different time. It's like nice that they knew Louis. I see mm. they ran in similar comedian circles and everything, but similar to sort of what's going on now with um, Jordan Peele movies where he's on purpose writing black characters for the sake yeah. of it. And when the characters don't need to be, um, black, but he's making black characters just because no one's ever had a full black cast before, yeah. which is really shows the sign of the times. Where I didn't honestly looking back now, I, it just clicked to me that it's a full black cast, yeah. for which just goes to show you. Anderson, it, of course, just goes to show it doesn't mean the, shit. A Jewish guy, yeah. In a <laughs> but yeah, it's but yeah, it just goes to show it, it doesn't yeah. mean shit. Like about who's playing the characters, as long as you got a good cast, no one cares. Yeah, um, which they had an absolute banging cast here. Um, and yeah, the next thing uh, is back is at the McDowell's house, and there's this really sort of long dance scene where <laughs> it's like, again another one that the editor probably could have trimmed down a little bit. Too long. Yeah. Um, and they're wearing like spandex and stuff. Yeah, and we're introduced to yeah. Sister Patrice dancing to the song "I Like It Like That," which um, if I can find it, that's definitely going on the uh, that's definitely going <laughs> on. Always, you've probably yeah. heard it um, playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then the doorbell rings and the security guard with uh, the delivery person um, giving over a gift saying it's for... Yeah, what is it? Like a police escort or yeah. something or a security Which guard? I think, so it just shows it's a bit of spam. Yeah, I think it does make it, it does make some good sense now because um, all that, we find out in a second how much it actually cost. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, from a secret admirer and not Daryl. So she sort of realizes that there's somebody else and Patrice... Um, says so she's might be giving him a little bootay and, um, <laughs> but we sort of find out that Patrice is a bit promiscuous as a character, um, throughout this. Yeah, so yeah. that sort of sets up a lot. Um, and the next thing you see is the boys at McDowell's restaurant, um, washing the windows. Um, I gotta say it's bloody satisfying to watch them washing those windows. Like they come out so clean. Um, but yeah. Well, let's just see like the circle and like just the, uh, yeah. Everything around it, but this is like sun enough just for the and circles. The, and the soap before it is just like so perfectly patterned. And then when they rub it off, it's so clear. I'm like, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. I could watch that all day. Um, but then, yeah, Semi just says, just tell her that you sent the $500,000 earrings and let's be on with it. I'm like, come on, man. 500000 yeah. I don't care how rich you are. You're not sending a random $500,000 present. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he can afford it. It's probably nothing for <laughs> He makes his own money, I guess, honest. essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And we sort of see Lisa introduce uh, Akeem to Patrice um, and mentions mm-hmm. that they've got an spare spare ticket to the basketball game and it can double date with Lisa and Daryl. Um, mm-hmm. But before that as well, it mentions that he goes to the uh, the University of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, I've heard of that school. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very small school. <laughs> yeah, like how the, the University uh, before- of the United States is a small school. That's great. Yeah, but like how um, just before that, um, Semi talks about that. It's like, have you remembered? I just realized I haven't had sex since I've been here and I also need a manicure. So there is his both sort of priorities yeah, yeah. at the moment. And then Eddie, uh, Eddie and, or Akeem goes, I am in desperate need of a manicure. Like, I'm <laughs> taking a piss out of him. Yeah. So we just sort of, that starts to show that um, Semi's getting a bit over it and he doesn't want to do manual labor anymore, which plays up to a little bit in the movie. Yeah. Um, but then you go see um, Daryl, Patrice, Lisa, and Akeem at the St. John's basketball game, and I assume that's a college yep. team. Um, but I also wrote there's a white guy dunking, so it's pretty unrealistic <laughs> uh, to start one. off with. So, yeah. But they're in like, they got pretty average seats. You'll assume they'll have a bit better seats than that they, at like a college. It looked like it was a sectioned game. off. I thought it was like a little sectioned off spot for them. Like it might have been like a VIP. Because if you look. There's actually like the poles stopping the the top and the bottom part, um, so I don't know. It looked like a little like Might be right. crappy corporate box, maybe. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> a really crappy, a really corporate crappy box. corporate box. There's a middle ground between like bad seats and yeah. crappy corporate <laughs> box, and they're in there. Um, and then yeah, he's sort of yeah. Daryl's getting into it, saying yeah, dunk it in his face, and then Akeem goes yes, into face. <laughs> um, and then yeah, we sort of. Uh, uh, yeah, so Patrice tells Akeem to take his jacket mm-hmm. off and just puts his puts the jacket in his lap and basically just starts giving him a hand job like at the basketball. Yeah, it's like is he just giving him like a over the pants hand job? Is that what's going on? Well, I don't know whether she tucked her hand in or something. I assume so because yeah. his reaction later on would <laughs> would say that. Um, but yeah, yeah, just just going for it in the middle of the basketball <laughs> in the middle of the basketball there. Yeah, um, and we sort of hear Daryl saying to him. Wearing clothes must be a new experience for you. So you really see he's just yeah, a dick. Yeah, pretty shitty. Yeah. <laughs> um, which gets you do. And he also says, like, what sports do you play in Africa? Chase the monkey. Just <laughs> really yeah. harsh shit he was uh, coming out with. And 
just makes you think why Lisa would stick around with him for <laughs> for more than a second. Yeah, just a shitty dude. Um, but then yeah. Um, and they talk about what he plays. They play soccer in America, uh, in uh, Africa, yeah. and all that stuff. Football and like, I don't know what. I want to play any sport where you don't have to use your hands. Yeah. Like shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> Rightio. Um, but then, yeah, there's that halftime siren that went a, a while ago. And then <laughs> randomly, <laughs> Akeem goes, yes. And then <laughs> he look at him and goes, it's halftime. And you realize that <laughs> he's, he's basically just came in his jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Did he just come? Is that what just happened? Basically, I think it's <laughs> so really quick. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd love to see someone, that's their reaction yeah. when that happens is just stand up and go, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at a basketball yeah, game yeah just in the middle of a basketball game and then basically mm-hmm. um, says he needs to go to the toilet so I think that's basically what they're saying is that's what happened yeah um, and yeah he's uh, going over to the toilet and then some uh, attendance store or just um, convenience store what do you call them the, the food stalls um, guys yeah, walking yeah. around and he notices it's um, Akeem Prince Akeem um, he says I can't believe it and just ask him to get a picture of it. Um, Akeem's just wants to get the hell out of there because he's trying to play it really cool. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. want to blow his cover. Um, yeah. And then the guy eventually stops him, um, gets a photo with him and says, I will cherish this day for the rest of my life. And uh, <laughs> um, Lisa and everybody else is standing up and they heard it. And then um, he goes, oh, it's just a man I met in the restroom. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who is that? Oh, just a man I met in the restroom. Uh, like, what's going on with this yeah, guy? Yeah, and they're both like bowing to him as they're leaving. Like, yeah. he's either something special or he's doing some very good sexual favors in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so the next scene, they're back at McDowell's and, um, you know, they're just working and then, it starts to get robbed. So it's a young Samuel L. Jackson. It might be another one of his very early roles as well. I'm not sure if you have another fun fact there. It could be the first one. I think I think I heard about it even like um, researching this previously. Uh, I think I looked it up and say it was one of his first ones, but I'm not going to say for sure. But um, yeah, just seeing Samuel L. Jackson just doing what he does is great <laughs> in any capacity. Yeah. What was he say? Who the fuck is this yeah, asshole? Who the fuck yeah, is- like just him, just like coming out and swinging. Yeah, and then when he does it, full force. Hey, and he does the uh, anybody move, I blow their fucking heads off. I was like, this is just so <laughs> yeah. pulp fiction. Just like I just, I loved it. I love Sammy. <laughs> he just plays that character so well. Um, and then yeah, you can sort of see Akeem removing the the mop head from the mop. Um, mm-hmm. And he turned around. He goes, "Who the fuck is this asshole?" And he's like, tells him to stop using profanity, and he goes. Fuck you <laughs> but yeah, next thing you know he's knocks the gun out of his hand and swaps him to the floor and semi goes and helps him out um and mm-hmm. but as he does that he draws a switch switch blade but then um semi goes freeze you rhinoceros shaped pizzle which <laughs> i don't quite understand yeah very r- rhinoceros uh put down yeah, he's got the hip movie, uh, sweat from baboons yeah. balls and hippopotamus shit <laughs> yeah and, yeah um <laughs> makes me laugh nonetheless um and yeah, says he has, and then McDowell basically says he's got a job, uh, a way of thanking them. Um, you find mm-hmm. out that McDowell's a bit of a piece of shit and just gets him to do some extra work yeah, for him at is, home. isn't he? Yeah. So like they get to, um, he says he's having a party and he invites them to the party, but they get to the party and they realize they're working at it. So um, they've got Semi being the valet um, and he came in there being a bartender. Yeah. Um, and it's got Akeem speaking to 
um, Daryl and Daryl said that he would have helped with the robber, but he was holding the coffee <laughs> at the time. So we couldn't do it. So it goes back to uh, my mate Nick and I have this funny game where we tell each other to do something, but we say we can't do it because we're wearing socks, <laughs> we're wearing shoes or something. So that's a very similar vibe. It's like I was holding a coffee. Yeah. That. Sorry, mate. So that's what it made me think of. Um, I think i got to use that. I've got to use that more often. So, oh yeah, I was going to teach that class, but I was yeah. um, making a coffee. So, it's hot and yeah. cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, Couldn't do it. And yeah, I, I really like how he gets a came to work as the bartender. Um, and he's got that train that serves drinks. So, like, I really want that at my house. Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> That'd be yeah. boss as. Um, and yeah, Reverend Brown pops up again. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just see him in there and um, Daryl. No, oh, sorry, um, Cleo's entertaining the guests in a real sort of classical fashion. It's like, watch out for this guy. Hey, how you doing, man? Like, Yeah, yeah, like the classic like party scene from the 80s where they just say like one line to yeah. each person going through. It's like, actually it means no, and it's like, hey, who let you yeah. in here? Oh. He's like, if we get through the whole party in like five minutes and then have no one to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he, had, um, he says he probably learned, learned Daryl says he probably learned um, fighting Learn that from fighting lions and tigers and shit. Um, yeah, like, yeah, no worries, mate. He just agrees yeah. to it. Um, and he yeah, says that women want a man. Women want a man to take charge, whether they admit it or not. Um, and he goes and asks Cleo something. Um, and then this, uh, Cleo says they got some important news. And he asks the Soul Glow family to stand up. And then as they stand up, you can see the, the greasy patches behind their heads on the couch. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like great invention he got there. But yeah, even like the grandma's still wearing the Soul Glow product. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, announces that Daryl popped the question and Lisa accepted. And you can just see that Lisa's pissed off and it's just com- uh, complete bullshit. Um, and she had no idea. And then <laughs> just love how Reverend Brown's just preaching to Lisa is like I want you to get married in the name of the Lord and like just preaching <laughs> to her and she's just greasing him off the whole time so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed in that uh, in the actress she didn't break that whole time is that he's, he's just, <laughs> you've got us in your hall just trying to crack jokes at you and she's just like greasing somebody off like straight face that whole time um, well I'm sure she did in the on the takes we didn't see yeah, but true. yeah she can <laughs> together long enough to yeah. not do it um, and then yeah um, Lisa basically calls him into I think it was the laundry and just says it's all like this is crap yeah. um, and then goes out to the back and then Nakeem um, puts a jacket on her and asks if she's alright um, and he's going to leave and she says to stick around um, and then they sort of draw comparisons between Akeem's marriage and Lisa's marriage saying it's pretty much like arranged from the start so you can sort of see that yeah and they're talking about how no one should be pressured into getting married yeah and all that so that's relevant to sort of both their situations I guess yep um and she says she can feels like she can talk to him about anything um and then Patrice Mm -hmm. stops it and says need to come back in and serve some drinks and then Lisa says that Mm -hmm. uh the sister might like him um and then yeah it sort of flashes to the next day and Semi's in bed and refusing to go to work and cracking the shits which I think Mm -hmm. is a very relatable scene (laughs) Yeah, he's saying he doesn't want to live like a peasant, any, peasant yeah. anymore and he doesn't want to go to work. Um, and he's like, the house is shit. He's like, you know, sleeping on a little yeah. cot. And Akeem agrees that he can spend a bit of money to fix up the house. Yeah. Um, so, of course, lo- yeah. Semi runs with as that. As long as he goes to work. Yeah. That's the that's the one condition he yeah, has. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing, you've got Maurice. Um, Maurice talking about how he's worked his way up. 
um, from mopping the floors and now he's on washing lettuce and I'm like I love it how washing yeah, lettuce is your whole like job I love it how washing lettuce yeah. is like your job title now like that's the only <laughs> thing you've got to do but I'm pretty sure this is where um, the line from Gold Digger came um, if we keep mopping floors next week is the fries that's what I'm pretty sure that's where go. he got this line You're from right. because it does make sense like he talks about and he talks about how he's washing lettuce but like next he'll be on um, next he'll be on making fries so I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that's where Kanye got that lyric from. It makes sense. You'll be right. But yeah, um, yeah I need to have a listen to that song after this now. <laughs> um, and then yeah, Lisa uh, offers uh, Akeem um, to go to um, her house, but then Akeem says no, we should go to my house because he's trying to show how poor and um, and low that he is. Yeah. And we find out that he's he's finally got the date with Lisa after all this time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they agree to go back to Akeem's house for him to cook her dinner. Um, and Lisa says, okay, but I'll buy the groceries and that's sort of their, yeah. uh, you know, what they do for that. But then they go back to the apartment and, and Akeem realizes that Semi just buys a bunch of shit. <laughs> I don't know how quick he got everything in the apartment. He's got like a full on spa in there. I love it when as soon as he walks in, he goes, Akeem! He's just <laughs> chilling back yeah. in a massive hot tub. Sitting in the spa. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's sort of, he's in that hot tub and then um, he's just, he basically just takes all his pocket money out of his wallet and every other bit and puts it in a McDowell bag and um, yeah, mm-hmm. says that we need to get out of here and go for, um, need to go for dinner because there's a big rat inside. Um, basically, and then Lisa says, oh, I just think you're yeah. a bit embarrassed because of your apartment. Um, yeah. But yeah, they agree to go out. Um, and the next thing you see, I don't know if you, if you know these guys, but um, he's walking they're walking along the water and then he gives the big bag of money um which you imagine has thousands and thousands of dollars in it um to these homeless guys and they make a bit of a big deal these are actually the old guys from trading places i don't know if you've seen that movie yet okay i have to watch that now it's on my list i keep trying to find it but it's not on yeah anything. it's a classic classic um, movie so, yeah. um with dan Aykroyd, i believe and um yeah, yeah, Eddie yeah, murphy yeah, yeah. and sort of but these are the these are the two guys that are sort of um make a bet um, it, within that movie um, and then obviously turns out that they end up homeless um, in it <laughs> as you can tell you um, but yeah, yeah so once you once you see that movie it's a pretty cool um, pretty cool homage to, to that movie and a bit of a connection yeah there. I thought it sort of meant something more than I thought but yeah that makes sense after watching but you, in that movie I th- we'll do it later on definitely but um, Eddie Murphy at the start of that movie I could just he, him pretending to be like a homeless at the start of I piss myself laughing every time. Anyway, but yeah, <laughs> he's got a great performance in that one. A very young Eddie Murphy in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so um, at the restaurant, um, says he came to Queens to find something special. Um, and that's when the homeless guys go off and thank him. Um, and Lisa say people love him. They can just tell, like, he'd love him. He has this inner glow. Um, he's above everything petty and he's almost regal. And then he sort of has that cheeky smile. It's like, oh, almost yeah. regal, hey? Um, yeah, and they, he talks about how like his family are a bunch of goat herders yeah. and goat farmers, and you know, there's nothing like too special about him. It says he can get educated um, through reading because there's a lot of spare time yeah. in goat herding. Yeah, um, and then they ended up, you know, finally hooking up and everything, um, which is nice. Um, but in the meantime, Semi goes off to the bank and sends like a note to the king to send more money that way and the 
I assume that the lady that works there works on like commission or something because <laughs> she gets in from like $250,000 to like a million dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. cash out. And this is one of the ladies that's in the credits, like the picture credits. I'm like, she did not need to be in the picture credits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it starts at 300K and then it's like just basically going, why don't you go for a million? But I think she just thinks yeah. she's taking a piss. So she's like, yeah, just look, whatever. Like, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as they... As he gets back, um, they realize that Patrice is in the apartment and she's looking for Akeem. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, I have completely messed up these notes here. So, but yeah, basically um, it's That's semi it. there, um, and then sort of spills the beans on um, what's happening to what's uh, <laughs> what the situation is, and says you don't need to say anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wrote. Sorry, Akeem was singing someone to love. Someone to love as he's gone back to the apartment. Um, yeah, and everyone's just telling him to shut <laughs> yeah. the fuck up. Again, another flashback to that start of that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, Semi told Patrice that he's the prince and then Patrice just blows off Akeem like, you're a piece of shit, which <laughs> goes to <laughs> goes to play on her character. Um, pretty... And it says that Akeem's a servant I think and Semi it- is the prince. And I think that's a pretty smart save from Semi, to be honest. Like, he wanted to save face for um, Akeem. Mm. Um, and he said that he's a prince that so makes him feel better and it sort of saves Akeem from being added as the prince. And as, as well, well, yeah, he doesn't want Patrice, bad. so Patrice will go after him, which, um, yeah. I mean, it's a sort of a win win situation there, I guess, for him. Um, yeah. But yeah, we see that Daryl um, sending flowers to Lisa back at McDowell's next up and just says she doesn't want doesn't want the flowers and then um sort of cleo sort of saying you should go with him because he's rich and then um he's basically spills that he doesn't want uh to struggle like um his wife and him did um which you find out early Mm -hmm. you found out earlier in the movie that his wife passed away um a while ago as well um and then yeah the next thing you know they're asking my favorite character to change apartments (laughs) yeah so they want to appear poor again um, so they ask the landlord if they agree to swap apartments <laughs> and they ask the landlord that goes, your home shit. He goes, yeah, you'll, it's a real shithole. You'll love it. <laughs> is this every yeah. moment he's got, I just <laughs> piss him off. There's also, yeah. what else was he in? He was in, um, oh, he is, is that a fair bit? I thought white he chicks. Was, you know, he was the, he's the police seen... commissioner for white chicks. A, a beautiful oh, yeah. chocolate yeah. man. <laughs> Have you seen um, Scrubs? Yes. You know, um, Turk, his name's like his real name is Donald Faison. Mm-hmm. So I thought that might be his dad or something, but I don't think they're related. That's, a, that's, so a, that's kind of annoyed that's about worth that. worth a look up though. That's yeah. I was, I was I trying think to think. So. I, th- I, I think I looked it up a little bit ago. I was trying to think, was he in Scrubs? I don't think they're related. Yeah, he's definitely nah. not in Scrubs, but he's got a, he's got a few, um, he's a pretty well-known actor throughout. I just haven't seen too much of his stuff. Mm-hmm. He's in Grey's Anatomy, I think throughout. So yeah. But that is a classic. Um, um, what are we up to? Yeah, we were shithole. And then we sort of see that the uh, royal family is escorted in from the airport. Um, mm-hmm. And you can see King Joffy stepping out and they're throwing flowers at his uh, feet. And being an Australian, the first thing I thought is, how do they get those flowers through customs? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we, yeah. you can't get shit through our, you can't get shit through our well, customs. Well, he's got like a massive like lion's yeah. pelt. <laughs> Like sash and cords. Like, I'm sure that wouldn't go through customs. They need to check that for ticks, surely. <laughs> that would destroy yeah, yeah, destroy yeah. the ecosystem. Um, but yeah, they 
he heads over to the barber shop. Um, says he's looking for Akeem, and then he doesn't know who that is. And then a Jewish guy, you know, Kunta. <laughs> Kunta. Um, yeah. He says, oh, this chair will be ready for you in a second. And he just smacks it with the towel. And he goes, okay, who, okay, it's ready. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, he sort of, as he says, uh, where he is and is in the apartment. And he goes, as he turns around and leaves, he goes, who's going to clean up all these flowers? <laughs> um, and then what he goes upstairs to um, go to their apartment and then opens the door and then your mate's yeah. in there just smoking a stogie. <laughs> you may, you um, may enter. Laying in the spa. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he sort of looks around the apartment and realizes that Akeem's been working at McDowell's and then... He's most upset about that his son has to work. That my son yeah. works. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he goes to Semi's uh, apartment, which is just down. And as soon as Semi opens the door, he shits himself. He yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. realizes he's got nowhere to go. So he just tries to save face and open the door. Um, and then the king thinks he's punishing him. He says, you need to be confined to the Waldorf Astoria. I want him bathed thoroughly. And he's just, <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Just happy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, in the meantime, uh, Akeem and Lisa are at a date at the museum um, and they're going through the Zamunda exhibition and sort of they're talking about how, you know, he's like, oh, Zamunda, isn't that where you're from? And they look over at the wall and there's a picture of him and yeah. his family <laughs> um, in the photos and he's trying to distract her and they start making out and stuff. Just a distractor is another classic uh, movie cliche. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Cleo's uh, talking to Daryl on a hamburger phone, which I thought was <laughs> thought was pretty <laughs> boss. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, at this time, Cleo still has no idea, so he's inviting Daryl mm-hmm. over, saying he should apologise. Um, and at that time, he's looking at the McDonald's operation guide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then quickly shits himself when Maurice comes in. Um, and asked if it's the guys from McDonald's, and he goes, "I don't think so." And it's just, <laughs> it's just King Joffy um, basically spilling the beans that his son Akeem is the prince, um, and then just gives his uh, gives him money with Akeem's face on it to sort of um, prove that as well. Yeah, and that sort of goes on that Cleo's now happy for Akeem to marry Lisa because he realizes he's rich, and that's all he sort of cares yep. about. Um, for Lisa's husband. Um, um, and then what they go to, is it back at Cleo's yeah, house? Yeah, back to, back to Cleo's house. Um, and then yeah. it's, well, I, before that, um, Akeem realizes that the parents will be around because there's rose petals all yeah. over the floor. Uh, <laughs> so What a way to find yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> so he just immediately clicks. So he wants, he thinks that he's in the apart. they're in the apartment. So he gets out of there. Uh, goes to McDowell's house and then Cleo's like ridiculously happy to see him and just really sus from the start. Um, then Daryl arrives and he just closes the door on him straight away, um, knocks on the door, closes close the door on him again, tells him to get, tells him she doesn't love you anymore, get it through your greasy head. <laughs> and he tries one more time yeah. and he gets the Maltese Shih Tzu to attack him. It's like, <laughs> yeah, just a sick Dottie, on I think it was, but like, yeah, like real vicious shit. <laughs> um, and I like how he closes the door on the dog too. Like yeah. he just goes to attack him and then just closes the door. <laughs> I could never do that on my dog. He'd be, he'd be Gornsky. Um, but yeah, he, and then he goes back in, he calls Akeem his son and realizes that he, um, mm-hmm. 
and that's when he sort of realizes that something's up and says like I need to get the hell out of here um, and then Cleo eventually spills the beans um, on Akeem after sort of mm-hmm. Lisa prompting him and then she's not too happy about the whole situation um, and then Akeem heads back to that hotel room and <laughs> Sammy's just getting bathed by <laughs> by one of the rose bearers um, mm-hmm. and then um, says that the family's gone back to uh, Cleo's house um, and then yeah it's kind of weird that like I forget like it's sort of all mixed together because they all leave Claire's house and they all sort of go back it's a bit of a rush sort of like you go it. from Dow's restaurant to Claire's yeah, house yeah. Waldorf Astoria to the apartments like it's a bit of the seating changes pretty quickly here and I think sort of we mentioned that but a lot of the jokes on this movie are at the yeah. start so we're sort we're of really, smashing <laughs> we're really getting last bit because it sort of runs out of yeah. jokes um, so sort of they're all so the king and the royal family are at Claire's house as well as sort of Akeem's um, there and Lisa's there and they sort of kind of a um, reverse situation where the king's telling Lisa that you're not good enough for my yeah. son because you're not sort of come from that royal bloodline yeah, yeah, or you only came here to serve um, you're not lights. submissive or anything yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah Lisa cracks her shits basically leaves um, Cleo asks mm-hmm. what's what he said and he explains pretty bluntly about um what he said to her and then he basically cracks his shits and says the king is mm-hmm. says the king that he's just beneath him um so he's acting mm-hmm. like a bit of a proper dick here uh, old king joffy mm-hmm. um and then patrice says that the king's just the servant and semi's the prince and points yeah. him out and then <laughs> semi realizes that he's in a lot of shit here yeah um and then uh yeah so cleo sort of tells the king that um so um yeah Akeem comes back in and um that's that's when that first part happens so I've lost it a bit yeah but yeah Cleo tells Akeem that King Joffy basically scared her off and Akeem goes after mm-hmm. her after his mother's blessing um and then Joffy says he forbids her but then the um Aeolian says uh tells him to put a put a suck in it the boys in love which she goes she goes quite British <laughs> yeah. there I, th- I feel I don't know if she's a British actor or not but um yeah, <laughs> just basically telling the king to get to get stuffed, and we see Lisa running away in the storm. Yeah, so they go to sort of a subway platform, um, very Parliament Station esque sort of yeah. looking. Um, so yeah, they sort of go on a train together, and sort of Akeem's following Lisa onto the train, sort of pleading that you know me being royal. Um, has nothing to do with it. I fell in love with you for who you are as a person. Um, but she thinks sort of he's lying to her and just trying to buy her yeah. off with the rich earrings and everything. Um, and Akeem says that they, you know, love each other. And, you know, she still loved him when she thought he was just a goat herder. Yeah. Um, and he says that he'll renounce his throne um, to be with her, which sort of is the point of the movie where he doesn't want to be, you know, royalty. He would rather just find a yeah. wife. Um, that loves him for him. Um, yeah, and she sort of still doesn't... She just says it would be too hard and yeah. um, doesn't want it to happen. And then um, she she walks off and then an old lady says, if you're a prince, I'll, I'll marry you. She almost <laughs> got my um, Steve Hibbert as well. She would have been yeah, pretty good. Yeah, she was pretty good. Um, but yeah, he gives her just the $500,000 earrings like they're nothing. Um, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, sort of leaves, leaves on the train. Um, and then next thing you see, they're, uh, they're leaving to ward off Astoria. 
You've got the Zamunda flying flag flying nice and high up at the Waldorf Astoria. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can see that Akeem is really upset leaving, um, but there's nothing he can do about it. Um, and King Joffy in the other limousine saying he's pretty, pretty much basically saying he's happy that she said no. Um, you know, what else can you do? And then um, the Queen being a little bit more woke, saying that's it's a stupid tradition. And then he says, "Who am I to change it?" And says, "I thought you were the king," which is pretty pretty yeah. straightforward there. <laughs> um, I like how um, Akeem and uh, Sammy are talking to each other to talk about how it's pretty much a waste of yeah. time. Um, and one of them goes, "At least we learn how to make yeah. French fries." <laughs> so like that's the whole point of the thing. But yeah, it sort of talks about how. Um, tradition sort of due to be broken and that they want their son to be happy so um, the next scene that they're back in um, Zamunda um, and it's Akeem's wedding day and it's sort of another one of those long scenes where sort of drags on a bit too long (laughs) for the sake of dragging on too long and you see a bride going down the aisle uh, with the was it a veil yeah Yeah, Um, over her face yeah Um, and they finally get up to the I assume some kind of yep. altar um, and they take the veil off and it's actually Lisa um, and not some, you know, fake. Um, I keep forgetting the word. It's like yeah. <laughs> uh, the, I oh, know some, uh, the yeah, bride yeah. from that, before. the original yeah. um, uh, arranged bride. Um, arranged. And then the he word. just, as he realizes it's Lisa, he looks at the, looks at the throne and then Cleo just pops up and he's just putting his arm on the on the throne like it's nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're all just yeah. there. Um, and he starts kissing her before the wedding starts and Oha is the celebrant, basically. <laughs> it's, uh, it hasn't started yet. Um, is Oha in the new one? I think so. I believe he is, yeah. I, I mean, again, I watched it and I didn't really take it in as much as because I just sort yeah. of knew it was one of those movies. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in a new one. Um and then, yeah. yeah, basically says they leave and there's a massive celebration and they're living on a horse-drawn carriage. Another ridiculous crown on a king yeah. as well. Another <laughs> sort of look at this primary crown. school special kindergarten crown. Um, yeah. But you can also see that uh, Semi is uh, get, getting the side-eye from um, the Steve Hibbert Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. I was going to ask, is that... I was pretty sure yeah, that, that was her. Yeah, that was her. She, the, um, yeah. the lady-in-waiting. Um, and then... Uh, you can see I wrote here Cleo sinking piss so it's, it's just yeah. Cleo hanging with him and just drinking a bottle of wine by himself um, basically says that he'll give it all up for her now and she goes nah and mm-hmm. yeah that's what nah. it um, yeah. and then it goes to the credits and it's yeah that like we are saying a lot of people getting over recognition for very small parts yeah which very could... minor roles and I like how it's got Eddie Murphy in it about yeah, yeah. <laughs> same as us like too. how they play that and it goes to the Jewish guy yeah. which is <laughs> it talks about I don't know if you saw this part where he's telling his joke about the soup did you see that yeah, yeah he's yeah, like yeah. Um, a waiter t- waiter a guy sitting in a restaurant with I already know I'm going to stuff this up uh, a guy sitting in a restaurant <laughs> and a waiter brings over a bowl of soup and he goes waiter we come over um, and taste the soup he goes what are you talking about he goes no just taste the soup he goes why don't I have to taste the soup will you please just taste the soup okay where's the spoon aha uh-huh. <laughs> which I know uh, I know my cousin Rob yeah. would definitely uh, our cousin Rob would definitely <laughs> love that line and as well um, brother-in-law and cousin uh, Liam loves the he's good so <laughs> he's so good. definitely a shout out yeah. to those two boys as well I know it's a big one um, for them but yeah that's that's it 
Like we said, a lot, a lot of the it. jokes do come in early, but um, we like to finish <laughs> off the movies regardless. Um, but <laughs> Imagine that we just stopped. It's like, all right, last joke. It's like, last joke, yep. He's on the train. That's uh, just way too much. Um, no, that was... But next week, yeah, next week we do have uh, Anchorman, so uh, that will be wall-to-wall jokes. That will be... Quotable, so that might be a bit of a long note-taking is going to be hard to keep up with you oh. I'm going to have to pause the movie so much that's what I was going to say I might not even do the next one obviously you take the whole thing I'm going to take yeah, over well, anyway. well, it's today's Wednesday we're doing it on Sunday so yeah. um, nah I'll definitely be looking forward I might get I might get the Bilsons out for this one it's a bit of a special occasion <laughs> but um, oh, yeah. yeah thanks everyone for listening in again uh, I do appreciate uh, you guys listening into our podcast we definitely enjoy having you guys here we will be having some uh, opportunities for you guys to get a shout out on the podcast and also some merchandise coming up but um, we'll be speaking about that very soon and um, putting it on our socials when the right time is uh, once it's all made um, yeah. but yeah, yeah we do appreciate your support and um, been loving doing it for you guys thanks guys cheers see guys next see you next time, time.